Hello and welcome to the Bookie Busters podcast. My name is Garner, and as always, I'm joined by Krishna. And uh, we had quite the week four, uh, didn't we? Didn't we, my boy? Easily the best week so far. Hopefully not the yep. best week of the entire season. <laughs> but uh, that's exactly the type of week I envision when uh, starting this podcast. You know, just hitting on everything, you know, very few misses, you know, over-unders, spreads, player props, just we, we couldn't miss if we tried to. Like going into going into Monday night when we had Chargers minus nine and a half pending, I was like, the Chargers are going to win this game by by the 10 points. Like it's going to happen because some, we couldn't miss if we tried. amazing calls. I feel like we've been trending up all the way up until uh, week four, and it just culminated in everything we expected out of this podcast. Absolutely. But like you said, I hope that is not our best week. We're going to keep trying to top that. But we built ourselves a very nice cushion for the rest of the season. Um, the exact stats for week four. Uh, college football did pretty nice, gained 2.81 units. Um, NFL gained 4.63 units, and then our guaranteed bags gained 3.56 units for a total of 11 units, which is just crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Um, 11 units out of the podcast total of 18.59 so far. Yep. So it took us three weeks to get it took us three weeks to get uh, seven and a half, and then we over doubled that we, so we eclipsed our three our production through three weeks in one week and the thing is the thing is seven and a half units through three weeks i was very okay with but we set the oh, bar high this week for sure it's more of a statement about how yeah how crazy our week four was um so you want to take us into some of our best bets just remind the viewers listeners i should say um what we hit on yeah um could be could be talking for a while but we we uh, we got the Lions versus Bears. Um, that over hit, I believe. And then we had the <laughs> step balls. <Yep. laughs> That's, oh, That's damn near the only oh, no. miss. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay. Well, now these bets should be easy. Uh, Zach Wilson over two twenty five. He almost hit three hundred on there. Uh, the Jets at plus seven point five. Perfect call. We nearly took the money line. We uh, chickened out at the last second, but we basically we. called that game exactly <laughs> right. No, <laughs> me, I should say. <laughs> Let me give Garner his credit. Um, yeah, we called that. Uh, I think we one of the only over-unders we missed this week was that Washington football team versus Atlanta. That under 48 did not hit, but we, we took the Browns at minus 1.5. They won by a tutty. Um, the Bills team total over. They had 40 points. Uh that Chiefs and Ravens parlay, Chiefs minus one and a half, Ravens plus eight and a half. That parlay hit. Um, Sam Darnold yeah. over 267. That was nice. Um, and then, yeah, that alternate charger spread of minus nine and a half, probably the best call of the week. Definitely the DJ just spread. capped off the week perfectly. Capped off the week perfectly. Yeah. Um, um I'd say, uh, if there were a couple misses, it was definitely in that. That 49ers Seahawks game and then the Rams game, we did not hit on the Rams minus four spread, but. I feel like no one really saw that coming. And then, uh, yeah, the Seahawks, they were able to get it done against the Niners, which, you know, we, we didn't predict. But yeah, other happens. than that, it's a near perfect week, yeah. All right, so uh, looking ahead um, in the NFL season, just our little question of the week, who's going to be the MVP? And I guess a little caveat is not just straight up, but who do you whose value do you like right now in the market? Um, where's Vegas kind of like? I think – I honestly think that my my pick is not only good va- good value on the odds, but also it might be my he might be my uh my actual favorite for MVP. And that's going to be Justin Herbert. 
uh, we, we were able to snag that at plus 1,000 odds if you were to bet on him right now. Um, he's going to have a very successful season this year on the Chargers, and, and he gets it done week after week. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love Justin Herbert, so I can't complain there. Um, but I've actually got I've actually got Lamar Jackson, I think, at a plus 2,500 odds that he's definitely being slept on a little. Um, when you think about a quarterback representing their team, there's, I mean, you got, you got Mahomes, Kyler's definitely creeping up in that conversation. But, I mean, Lamar is the Ravens at this point. Like, there's no one else that you think of when you think of the Ravens, really. And the Ravens could very well are very well one of the best teams in football. Um, you know, they're a silly loss from the Raiders away from being 4-0. They've had some nice wins against the Chiefs, um, Broncos. And I think if they can, you know, pull out the one seed in the AFC, which is a very real possibility with the Chiefs, you know, falling by the wayside a little, I think Lamar has a very good chance at MVP. Yep. I mean, yeah, um, basically what you said, if the Ravens do have the success that they should be on pace for, it's going to be entirely on the back of that man right there. So uh, as usual, before we hop into our week five games, um, I'm just going to go over some college football. I've been pretty profitable throughout the year. Had a nice week last week, 2.81 units. Um, this week, I don't have that many, that many likes. I was pretty busy. Couldn't really um, get too into it, but I just looked at the, the games and these are some spreads and totals that jumped out to me. Um, yeah, I've got Maryland versus OSU over 70 and a half. Um, I just think these are two offenses that are pretty solid and defenses that aren't going to be able to stop anything. OSU defense looked terrible. Uh, Baylor two and a half, minus two and a half versus West Virginia. Baylor's just not giving the credit they deserve. They've been really nice. Oklahoma minus three versus Texas. Um, Arkansas plus six versus Ole Miss and a little sprinkle on the money line. Uh, I think Arkansas is getting a little underrated after getting beat down by Georgia. I mean, Georgia is in a whole other stratosphere than Ole Miss. Um, and then Penn State versus Iowa should be a great game. And I'll take Penn State money line at plus 115. I was just. And don't, don't sleep on these college bets, people. Man, this man Garner gets it done week <laughs> after week, always in the plus. Always in the And I, I personally am sitting on a big Cincinnati ticket. So I'd like to see them keep, continue to get it done. I think I've got them 80 to 1 to win. But if we're being honest, it's going to be Georgia. Like I'm just saying right now, Georgia blows out Alabama in the final. Yeah, I think uh, Georgia, with my limited information about college football, even I know that Georgia is the clear favorite this year. I think take them a plus 200 if you can. Um, all right, should we introduce our guaranteed bags for the week? They actually happen to be in the same game. I'll let you uh, introduce introduce yours first, and I can go I can go from there. That game is the Packers and the Bengals. Um, the spread that we were able to get is at minus three. I'm not sure if that's changed at all, but uh, the Packers should be able to easily beat this Bengals team by uh, by more than three with that with their offense being able to overpower them. A pretty mids, pretty mids Bengals D, probably below mids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you there. Three feels a little low. Three, it's still three across the board, so you can get three pretty much anywhere you've got a book. Um, the main thing to me is that the Bengals are three and one, but like, you know, should they really be three and one? I mean, they beat the the Vikings week one, if you recall, with the fraudulent Dalvin Cook fumble. Um, they beat the Steelers, which at the time was looking like a very impressive victory, but in hindsight, you know, the Steelers are pretty ass, not a, you know, not a great, not something you put on your resume. Um, they barely beat the Jaguars last week. In fact, they're losing 21 zip. Um, and the Packers are much better than the Jaguars. I'll tell you that much. 
And then they lost to the Bears, who look like one of the worst teams in football. So, right, you know, yeah, that bear, that Bears that three and one was that three and number twenty nine. Yeah, that three and one number is definitely a little deceiving. Um, whereas the Packers, I think, are still I still think they're a little overrated, but they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. And three points is just way too short here. But I've got the over over fifty points. Um, we touched we already touched on why uh, the Packers are you know gonna put up gonna get theirs, but I think the Bengals are due are are due to get some points too. And my logic for that is pretty simple. Uh, Packers missing some key defensive players. Jair Alexander possibly out for the season, which is very very big. He's probably the best corner in the league. Um, and the Bengals offense looks to be clicking all cylinders. Jamar Chase looks like a beast. They're getting T Higgins back. Tyler Boyd is always solid. It'd be nice if they could get Joe Mixon, but honestly, I don't think it hurts the offense that much because it's just going to force them right into the Packers' defense hand. I guess I didn't say that perfectly, but it's going to force them right into what the Packers' defense is not good at doing, which is covering the pass. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And Bengals pretty much the, the only thing that this Bengals offense has succeeded in is Joe Burrow having some success and getting the ball to those receivers. Yeah. I know we were low on Burrow to start the year, but I, I, I respect him. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, so I think they both get it done, but Packers get beat them by three. Um, so those are guaranteed bags. Um, the Rams at Seahawks already happened. We had two bets on that. Uh, we had the Rams spread and the Rams team total. Hit on the spread, missed on the total. I feel like that's the, the Thursday special going one and one Something I did notice is that we're actually 4-0 against the spread on Thursday nights, yet uh, only 5-3 and three total, I believe. So one and three in other bets. So maybe we should start taking spreads and not throwing in another bit. Yeah, yeah. we called we called them the spreads really nicely. Um, but you know you gotta have some action. So you want to take us into the first game? I feel bad for the foreigners. <laughs> this is what they get to see. Yeah, <laughs> get into it. Uh, the Jets and the Falcons. Yeah, quite a quite a trash matchup. Um, you know, Falcons three and a half favorites over under forty six. Um, no Calvin Ridley. He's out of the game for personal issues, yeah. personal matters. We're not sure what happened there. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think uh, the Jets are definitely live to win this game. Um, I, I think it's kind of a toss-up, you know, the definition of a flip of a coin. Um, we get, we, we're taking the Jets here to cover it plus three and a half. You know, even if the Falcons do win, I don't think it'll be by more than a field goal. So that's my that's, that's what I'm thinking as far as the logic behind that bet. Yeah, so all sounds good to me. Um, I yeah, I feel bad for people in London. Calvin is probably the only good player between these two teams. Um, I lean to the over a bit. I think, I think the Falcons. You know, and the Jets will be able to get theirs, and the Falcons. You know, Matt Ryan will do what he can, but we're not taking, we're not touching that. And that's about it. That's all we need to talk about there. Uh, Patriots at Texans. Texans are eight and a half point dogs at home with a disgusting over under of 39 and a half. Um, so you do the math. Texans are not expected to score a lot of points. Um, how do you think this one goes? Pretty much exactly how the, how Vegas is predicting this game to go. Honestly, um, I don't see the, te- I don't see a way that the Texans are able to get anything done against the Patriots. Um, even as far as, you know, scoring points. Um, so we, yeah, we definitely like the Patriots to cover at minus eight and a half. Um, the Patriots team total at over 24 points also feels very easy uh, just because they've been able to put up more than 24 points against 
much, much better defenses. Yeah, and and the Texans, I mean, they just don't have anything going for them. Like, like when Tyrod Taylor was playing, it looked like they might have some hope. Um, but now with Davis Mills, it, it I think it says a lot about close. your team when your lone yeah. bright spot is Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, Davis Mills might have had the worst game in like NFL history. What do you have? Like four interceptions and like four 50 yards. And he played the whole game. Yeah, he yards. played the whole game. Yeah. It wasn't like he got like pulled. He played a whole football game and couldn't throw for over 100 yards. Um, yeah. And I like I like Harris over 60 and a half rushing yards as well. Damian Harris, that is. Um, he's been really bad these past two weeks. I think he has like like two total yards combined in the past two weeks or something, something crazy like that. Um, but I think you got to look at the game scripts and how and how those are going. They realized in the Bucks game that they just could not run against the Bucks and put the ball in Mac Jones' hand, which was predicted here on the Boogie Busters. That's why Mac Jones might guarantee bag last week. Um, but I think this week's going to be a little different. You know, this Houston front is not what the Bucks were. And Harris is a very good player. Yeah. So he can be yeah. They'll definitely love to uh, establish the run the first chance they get, and they should have absolutely zero problems doing so. Alrighty, moving on, we got Lions at Vikings. Vikings are ten point favorites with an over under forty nine. Uh, it's always weird to see a one and three team look like ten point favorites. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Are the Lions really that bad? Are the Vikings not as bad as the record suggests, or is this like what do you think of the spread here? I'm leaning more towards the Vikings not being as uh, not being seen as as good as they truly are. We've talked about it many times on this podcast how you know a lot of those wins were fraudulent, especially that Bengals dub or when they got dubbed to the Bengals. Um, the Lions are a bad team, and then like nevertheless. So if I had to if I had to lean on the spread, I'd say the Vikings cover. But yeah. as far as the yeah. I think there's a lot of things at play here, yeah. So, first and foremost, this is an absolute must-win game for the Vikings. If they lose this, their season's over. As simple as that. Um, You you just can't lose the Lions. It's really a death sentence for your season. Um, As for laying 10, I don't know. It seems like a little too much against the Lions team that's, like, you know, played some teams pretty close. Uh, We're not taking a side on the spread, but I do like the Lions and Vikings both put up points. Uh, So, we're taking the over 49. Um, Game, uh, team, like total and then additionally we're taking Kirk Cousins over 285 and a half passing yards uh the logic here is pretty simple um Cousins has looked great this year and then in addition Dalvin Cook is hobbled um at best so 285 should be an easy number to eclipse against this atrocious Lions D couldn't have said it better uh, you want to take us on the Eagles Panthers yeah so and we got the Eagles at the Panthers over under 45 uh, Panthers, three point favorites. This is a game where we really like both teams to put up points here. Um, you know, the defenses aren't really special, aren't especially great. Um, they have just enough talent on both sides, to, you know, score against each other. Uh, definitely like that over 44 and a half. Um, also, we also like the Eagles to cover at plus four um, should be a close game. And at plus 160, we also like the money line. I think the Eagles are definitely live to win this game. It should be should be a close one. So Yep. I mean, I think you covered it. McCaffrey coming back would be very huge for the Panthers. But I don't know. I've, I've been kind I've been kind of impressed by what I've seen from the Eagles. Um, 
even though the record doesn't really show it, I think they're, they can hang around, especially with a team like the Panthers that still thinks a little fraudulent. Um, and were and they were exposed rightly by the Cowboys last week. I mean, the score was, I think it was like finished like an eight point game, but um, it was, should have been like a twenty point game. Uh, so yeah, and I think both these defenses are not as good as they looked, and forty four and a half just feels way too low. Yeah, that's that basically covers it. Uh, on to the next game, we've got we've got the Saints on the road against the football team. Uh, 44 and a half point over under and minus two point favors for the Saints. Um, give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, the Saints have been one of the most confusing teams on the year to me, but we've actually bet them pretty well. Um, I still feel good about our win total. We took under nine, I believe, before the season. and But this does feel like a game that they win. Um, I feel like they, they, they just took a tough loss to the Giants that they really shouldn't have taken. And it was pretty obvious why they took that loss. It wasn't like a mystery. They weren't, they were outplayed, but they just didn't get Kamara the ball in their receiving game enough. And they couldn't get any, you know, passing offense going. Uh, you're not going to be able to like, you're not going to be able to hang in high scoring games uh, without throwing the ball. And they're just not willing to throw the ball, which does speak to their um, lack of confidence in James Winston. But at the same time, I think that, that Sean Payne's a good coach and he's going to fix that. And Washington is the team to fix that against. Their secondary is probably the worst in the league. Their pass rush is not going to do anything. Um, I mean, they gave up 30 points to the Falcons, 29 to the Giants. The Bill, everyone, yeah. We expect the Bills to beat them, but they let the Bills put up 43. It should be. In the turn style. So we've got Saints yeah. minus one and a half. And then we've also got the over, 44. Um, ten, uh, not ten, uh, Heineke, sorry has looked actually pretty solid and 44 feels a little too low, especially when I envision the Saints putting up 20, 27 ish. Washington football team should be able to, to play their part. And then finally you've got Kamara over 108 and a half total yards and a little sprinkle on two plus touchdowns at plus three forty, just because he's the most talented player on the field. And I think he'll command this game. Yeah, Saints the, the entire Saints offense should flow through Kamara and Football team's been bottom five defense. He should blow up. This should be this is a blow up spot for him if I've ever seen one. Please do. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Titans at Jaguars. Jaguars are four and a half point favorites or four and a half point underdogs. Jesus. <laughs> at home, uh, with an over under of forty and a half. Um, this was in contention for guaranteed bag for sure. Um, but what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Because I know you're. I know you. I mean, you like the Jags here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I had some. I had some interesting thoughts. Back when we were initially setting our, you know, giving out our scores to each other for these games, I had the Jags actually winning twenty-seven to twenty-four, but that was only really because you know Julio Tannehill just really can't get anything done. I know he didn't look that bad last week with most of them missing, but uh, against a solid Jets D. But I feel like with AJ Brown back, he should he'll have just enough. Um, he'll have just enough. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Offensive firepower, offensive firepower <laughs> yeah. to, to easily eclipse the spread. And, you know, that gives Der- the return AJ gives Derrick Henry even more room to, like, uh, to Terrible. do his thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, like last week, last week it was just, it was like, I know people were not expecting the Jets to win. And while Jets' money line was in a still impressive call, I mean, that was one of the easier spreads of the year to see. I mean, Tannehill was out there throwing to, to practice squad players. Like, 
Like there's really, right. and I think, I think that people are acting like that is the same Titans team that we're getting against the Jags this week. And that's just not the case. Uh, like you said, it would have been nice if they could have got Julio too, but just AJ Brown is still a huge addition to this receiving core. And I think the Jags are about the same level as the Jets, not to mention they're dealing with, you know, like coaching drama. You, I'm sure you've seen the Urban Meyer videos. Um, putting in that work. Uh, yep. I, I don't know if you saw second the video. Funny, second funniest video of the year behind Big Ben just flapping, flapping on the ground. See the video of uh, of them at a uh, like at practice or whatever, and they were in like a huddle, and then they broke and <laughs> said grind. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they don't, res- they don't respect the organization. It's like that. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Like, <laughs> there's right. no respect I mean, there. Once, once the coach has no respect for the team, it's, it's going to be a little hard yeah. for you know former cohesive. Um, and like I said, this line opened at this line opened at seven, and it dropped over to four, based on the Titans' loss, which is not acceptable. So we're smashing Titans minus four, and I think the Titans put up thirty plus. So, and the Jags, you know, Trevor Lawrence like looks okay. Can, so I think the over forty and a half. I would be surprised if the Jags could put up put up over twenty against the very uh, poor with Titans. Ease, yeah, I mean the Titans' defense yeah. sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's holding them back for sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has looked better and better, you know, as the year progresses. Yeah. The loss of DJ Chark hurts, but yeah, it should be, should be. Um, you know, but does it really? Does it really though? We were quite doesn't low hurt. on DJ Chark to begin with. I think <laughs> doesn't hurt our bankroll. The fact that he was there, <laughs> yeah, right. The fact that he was their number one just says so much about how how terrible the Jags are. All right. Um, moving on, we've got the Dolphins at the Bucks. Bucks ten point favorites. It might have moved up to like ten and a half. Uh, Not too much to uh, nah, say about this game, right? Yeah. Over under 48. I mean, it feels about right. I probably lean Dolphins. Feels like a little too many points, but I'm not really willing to touch anything. Um, I think it's still Brissett in there. Maybe Brady's, you know, Brady just came back. One was considered, like, the most important game of his career. I guess I shouldn't say that considering he's been in, like, seven Super Bowls. But one, you know, an important game might be Again, t- a little bit of a sleepy the, spot uh, for the Bucs. Implications. Yeah. Against a Dolphins team that, you know, if Brady gets caught asleep and they could, you know, catch a pick six, all of a sudden it's a close game. But I lean, I lean, I lean Dolphins, but whatever. Um, we've got Waddle over 52 and a half uh, receiving yards. Jalen Waddle is. He's looked pretty solid. Um, and with Will Fuller, Will Fuller out this week, uh, he, he figures to be the number one target at 52. It's a little too low against a Tempe secondary that, that's really been terrible. Just got carved up by Mac Jones. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts on this one? Because it's not it's not really calling my name. No, no, I think I like that Waddle prop. Jacoby against the Colts last week had a good game. He didn't turn the ball over. Completed sixty six percent of his passes for two hundred yards. You know, nothing crazy, but should be just yeah. enough to get his number one receiver fifty yards against the other a, thing you know, is terrible Tampa Bay pass. The other thing is they they don't know what they're doing in the run game. Like I don't know. They can't get anything going. They're running like Malcolm Brown. That's the name, right? Malcolm Brown. Yeah, more than Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, and Miles Gaskin's better than them. Like, I don't know. And he like, if it's, not, it's I, not working. I was, I was very surprised that the it's not working. Game, though. it's not. I think, and it's definitely not going to work against the Bucks. They probably. I'd be surprised they rush from one fifty yards as a team. So Wallace should be yeah. able to easily eclipse fifty-two and a half. 
in fantasy, I just cut Miles Gaskin because I know I can always pick him up the week after if I need to. He's going to have zero points. Two points this, uh, yeah. yeah, against this Bucks front seven. All right. We already touched on Packers Bengals. Um, now, this is one of the most disgusting games I've ever, I'll ever see, probably. Um, Broncos Steelers. Steelers opened his favorites. Now it's their one point dogs, but it's really just a pick. It's been a pick the whole week. And we got 39 and a half point over under. Um, so Teddy Bridgewater is going to play in this one. Originally, I really like the Steelers. Uh, still like them, but what do you think? Um, I I think uh, I really do think the Broncos have a ninety percent chance to win this game, just because I'm so so low on the Steelers' offense. Um, Broncos D hasn't they haven't had any uh, impressive outings in terms of who, they, who they've actually played against, but and that's why I just I'm very low on Big Ben and that Steelers team as a whole. Um, as far as that over under 39 and a half, I don't think I've ever been more confident in an under that was less than 40 points. Um, you know, it just comes down to two two very crappy offenses against two two of the better defenses in the league. Um, yeah, so all, all I've really got for that game. Yep, I mean, it's just don't watch it. Uh, take the under, don't watch. That's about it. All right, um, just collect your bag at the end of the game. Just log back into your into your sports book, see the score with seven to three Steelers, and take home your money. Uh, moving on, Bears at Raiders. Uh, I know we have some very different opinions on this game. Um, Raiders are five and a half point favorites, and we got an over under forty four and a half. So I'll let you go first. Wait, how do you think this one plays out? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on Justin Fields than you are. I really, I think he has potential. I think he can show it against this Raiders team. Um, quite a mid defense, you know, I think this is a spot where, you know, maybe he, throw, he throws the pick, but I think he, he's good for a couple touchdowns, good for some yardage on the ground. I think the Bears, he has just enough in him to get a close win against this Raiders team. Uh, but as far as, as far as the uh, over under, we're taking the under at 45 still because the Bears' offense is just arguably arguably one of the worst in the league. Um, whoever their defense has, uh, they've shown that they they have enough juice to do so, like get it done against good teams, um, against relatively good offenses, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the unders, yeah, the unders one of my favorite players of the week. Uh, I'm not I'm not sold on the Raiders' offense at all, and I think the Bears, like you said, are one of the worst offenses. Um, but I just I do want to point out that your your arguments are kind of conflicting a little because you like the Bears to win in a close game, yet they have one of the worst offenses in the league. And I do believe that right. second statement to be true. I think Justin Fields is has potential, but is not anywhere near it right now. I don't think he looked any better in the second game than he did in the first. Um, and not to mention with the Lions, now the Raiders defense is much better. I don't think the Bears scored two touchdowns in this game. Uh, yeah, no, that I feel like there's nothing. It's hard to argue against everything you just said right there. Um, however, I think it's just I a combination know, of you, me, me not being sold on the Raiders at, at all. Yeah, um, I can see it. I they got exposed so. by the Chargers last week, which I was anticipating as for you. I don't know. Maybe it could be the inner Bears fan in me <laughs> that's just willing to root for him here. No, um, that's fair. I mean, I can see it. Five and a half is a decent amount. Um, obviously, I would take the Raiders, but it's still a – it's still a pretty big spread for a team that I don't feel comfortable backing. Um, so right, yeah. we're not we're not taking the spread here. Uh, 
moving on, probably game of the week, uh, barring the Bills and Chiefs, I guess. Browns at Chargers. Chargers two and a half point favorites now. Lines been moving their way, and we got an over under of forty seven. Uh, what do you think? Because these are these are exciting teams. Yeah, it should be it should be a great game. Um, we're we're gonna see what Herbert can do against a, a tough Browns defense. I do think he gets it done. You know, I think that I, I think they be, in terms of putting up points, I should say. I think it'll be a high scoring game, but pretty close in a a Browns victory. No, no, I mean it's yeah. it's too hard of a game to predict as far as spreads, though. What do you think? I mean, I view these teams as very, very even. Um, two of the better teams in the AFC, honestly, at this point, two of the higher teams. Uh, this game's gonna have pretty big implications. If the Chargers can come out here and get this win, I think they jump from you know, you know, one of the top like you know, like they're gonna make the playoffs probably to like, okay, this team can be a one seed um, in the AFC. Uh, Absolutely. And and they are two and a half point favors, which I do think is a little bit much. I'd probably rather see this game closer to like a pick. Um I think the overrunner is a little low, but I don't really lean either way. I'm I'm a Chargers fan, so I might just take the Chargers, just you know, root for the Chargers, but um I could totally see the Browns getting done here. And if I think I think if it gets to three, I'd definitely would take the Browns. And not to mention Browns Browns are a great team to like. I think if you can get Browns plus eight and a half as a teaser, like that's perfect. Oh, for sure. This will be one of the closer games of the week. Yep. Neither team has any has any potential to really blow the other team out of. I don't think. Agreed. Um, let's get into the next game. Another should be another high scoring game. Um, Giants at Cowboys out of fifty two over under. Cowboys seven point favorites at home. Um. Should be this should be a very fun game to watch, super high scoring affair. But I think the Giants may be being slept on a little bit. We both do because we're taking that plus seven spread. We're taking them to cover that. Um, how do you think this game plays out? Uh, you know, I don't think plus I don't think the seven points for the Cowboys is egregious by any means. I just think that both these teams are going to be competing the whole way, and if you can get the touchdown, it's pretty valuable. Um, I would have liked seven and a half, but you do uh recently both these teams have been relying on the run a little uh especially the cowboys who have been defeating zeke and with saquon saquon barkley fully healthy i could see this game going to the under but i just see i don't know i see a big a big play happening maybe like a big cd lamb touchdown or a big uh Dan jones like bomber run and all of a sudden it just becomes a complete shootout uh so for that reason i don't really lean on the over or under um but i can see it going you know both ways um Think, yeah, uh, maybe plus, if, if the Cowboys are Cowboys defense hasn't looked great, you know they they're actually one of the you know worst defenses in the league. But I think if the Giants, uh, or if they I, wouldn't, consider, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Mids maybe, mids maybe. They got some good players. They're thirty dollars eighth. Yeah, they got some solid players. Though. I think what's his name, Trayvon Diggs, probably and uh defensive player year leader right now. Yeah, yeah, amazing year. Five interceptions over the last four games. But they do. They do um, I think have, if yeah. the Cowboys can stop Saquon, though, I think it comes down to Daniel Jones passing against Dak Prescott with CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper. Uh, the Cow. That's where the potential for the Cowboys to cover the spread comes in. I think. Yeah, but I'm actually I'm not scared to put my money on Daniel Jones until he shows me a reason to be this year. I should say, last year I would have not 
put my money anywhere near him, but they look like a solid, they look like an actually solid offensive here, despite being at one and three. Um, all right, 49ers at Cardinals. This should be a great game. Uh, and the debut of Trey Lance. Cardinals are five and a half point favorites at home, over under 50. Um, how do you think this one plays out with Trey Lance? We're both Trey Lance believers. Out of the rookie quarterbacks, he has looked the best. Um, even though a lot of his yardage came on that like 76 yard Debo uh, touchdown where he was wide open last game, he didn't really make any mistakes. He didn't look, uh, he looked very comfortable out there. It looks like he was just bored to start. Um, yeah, I'm very, very, very good with us taking the Niners to cover plus five and a half versus this Cardinals team. Um, I think we also, I, I see the money line at plus 205 here. You want to give us the logic behind why you think the Cardinals are taking this dub or could take this dub? You mean the 49ers? 49ers, sorry, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think these teams are just a little too a little closer than the, the spread indicates. I think it opened minus two or three, I want to say, maybe even less, and moved all the way up to five and a half. And I don't think that's really a justified move. Um, if you watched the 49ers game last week, it was a little bit of a fluky loss. Um, it's always tough losing your quarterback mid game. And I would think Shanahan said that Trey Lance didn't even know like the plays. So just kind of, you know, they just kind of threw him in there, hope for the best. And it kind of showed he was forced to do a lot with his legs. Um, mm-hmm. So I think now that they have a whole week to game plan with him, Cardinals aren't going to have any tape on him at all. Shanahan's going to cook up some crazy plays um, and they'll keep it close. I don't see a blowout coming unless Trey Lance is just not good, which, you know, I don't think is a possibility, but it could be. I'm going to put my money there, though. Um, Car- no, I don't Cardinals think this Cardinals D is good enough to totally shut them down by any means. Yeah, Shanahan's always had uh, Cardinals number. Uh, I think that the money line is very live at plus 200, uh, plus 205. And then we've also got Kyler Murray interception. He's actually been throwing interceptions at a um, higher rate than you might think. Uh, just because, you know, he tries to do a game. He does, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot. He tries to do a little too much sometimes. And it could totally lead to a pick, you know. Um, whether it be like a crazy Hail Mary or just like running around, throwing off one foot, you know, for our defense can make a pay. And at minus 105, that's pretty good odds. Um, I'm sure I the odds would actually right. be lower. I think I, I think I may mention the Kyler Murray interception in the, uh, we were discussing our best bets this week. And then you were like, no, the odds are going to be too bad, but minus 105. Is yeah. Good. All right. You want to take us into the game of the week? Bills at Chiefs Sunday night. In the week by far, we got the Bills on the road against the Chiefs. Um, highest over under the week at 57 and a half. And then I believe the Bills are three-point favorites. Or the Chiefs are three-point favorites, sorry. Um, I think the Bills are the better team, the best team in the AFC, in my opinion. Uh, I think they've taken that spot from the Chiefs. However, it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, especially when this Chiefs, uh, this Chiefs team has been struggling to get wins, or at least in terms of what we thought they would be able to do this season. Right, two and two is not the start anyone envisioned for the Chiefs, but looking at their schedule, it's doesn't really mean that much. I mean, they played the Ravens, uh, Browns, and Chargers, who you could make the case are the three best teams, uh, three of the you know four or five best teams in the AFC. Um, mm-hmm. And they played the Eagles, a the team they're better than, and they blew them out nice and easy. Um, so, and those three teams could very well be the next three best teams behind these two right yeah. here in the AFC. And, yeah. and meanwhile, you've got the Bills who have had more dominant wins, but those wins are coming against the Washington football team, the Texans who are barely qualified as an NFL team, 
um, the Dolphins, who I think also barely qualify at this point, and um, who's their week one, and then the loss of the Steelers, which definitely a little bit fluky, but still a loss nonetheless. Um, so they really haven't faced an offense that's even top twenty. Uh, so this Chiefs, this Chiefs right. team is going to be a whole new, whole new thing for them. Uh, Mahomes is going to get his. But on the other hand, the Chiefs defense, passing defense, looked absolutely terrible. So I think Allen gets his as well. So what we got is the over, um, fifty six and a half, to, on the total. This Bills, the Bills' schedule has made their defense look considerably better than what they actually yeah. are. I don't. They haven't really improved on that defense as much as agreed. Or at all. So we've got over fifty six and a half, and then Allen, Josh Allen, over three hundred three and a half passing yards. That feels way too low in a game where he's not going to be able to run the ball, or the Bills aren't. And I think you like the Bills at plus two and a half, plus three, you can probably get. And I really, really like the Chiefs minus two and a half if you can find that. But we will not be taking a spread there, just watching during the side. Yeah, um, too tough to call. Uh, Colts at Ravens for the last game of the week. Ravens yeah, home Monday night. Tough to call. Yeah, for real. Um, Ravens seven point uh, favorites at home, 46 over under. I mean, it feels right on paper. It looks correct. Ravens one and three. Colts one. Ravens three and one. Colts one and three. Seven point spread seems maybe not enough, but something just tells me that Indianapolis, you know, this one comes down to the wire. I don't think the Colts really win necessarily, but someone tells me it's it's going to be a close one. What do you think? I agree. I think I'm still I'm still in on the Colts as you know potential AFC South winner. They played the uh, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Titans. Those are their three losses. They they beat the Dolphins by ten, which is you know expected out of this. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. No. Yeah. It was never close. You better to see the game, but yeah, that's. So we're still. I'm still. Yeah, I'm still out of the Colts to make this a close one. You know, should be. The Ravens do should dub them, but they can definitely cover that plus seven. Yeah. So, we'll take Colts plus seven against the Ravens, just to have a little action on Monday night. It feels correct. We've been on the Colts the whole year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like Lamar. I think I think Ravens can get it done, but without a real real running game presence, I don't know. Carson Wentz in primetime does scare me a little. That just sounds like a scary sight. But I think, yeah, we'll he's see. an unknown variable. It's not, it's not my guarantee bag or anything, but it's, it's a bet we're taking. So that pretty much wraps it all up. Um, I think we covered about everything. Uh, Pat, you got Packers minus three versus the Bengals, and I've got Packers and Bengals over fifty as our guaranteed bags. Uh, we're seven and one. I'm four and zero. Oh, you're three and one. Looking to go five and zero, oh, four and one. I mean, that'd be sick if I could if I could start off five and zero. Oh, nine and one as a group would be a phenomenal. And I guess just as a closing question, give me one. Give me one underdog you really like this week because I've got I've got one. Um, underdog, let me think about that. Um, if I had to I pick an underdog, I think I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to stay true to like that pick. All right. Um, you know, I know we touched on the 49ers. I really like them. But something about the Eagles just calling out to me. Um, I think they're super live. Feel, they feel due for a win, which is always terrible logic to use. Um, but I think they can get it done against the Panthers defense that's a little overrated. So 
that's going to do it for our week five picks and predictions. Um, anything to add before we before we close out? This is a pretty long one. No, I, yeah, like we're returning back to our form, our prior our prior to week five, week four form with twenty seven <laughs> bets here, but. I'm very yeah. – I like the way we're calling these games. Hopefully that's not Especially indicative that of our, games, our to reiterate performance. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think we've got another winning week on our hands here. And I'm sure by the time, you know, next Friday rolls around, we're on the week six podcast that we'll be up more than 18 and a half units as a podcast. I'll tell you that much. Um, Bosh. Bosh. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the Bookie Busters. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you all next week. Week six. Thank you.